Welcome to the Walleye Talk Lounge. I'm Dan Ryan. I'm Will Newer. Today, we have got some smooth moves coming up here. Diving deep into the habits of the walleye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I didn't either. It creeped me out. I'm kind of grossed out right now. I was now. trying to be like that late night guy, the late night right. jazz guy. Right. <laughs> didn't work. Well, maybe it did work. <laughs> I think that's creeps listen to late night jazz, don't they? <laughs> Ooh, jazz would maybe be a good intro music. It would be. Only if you had some jazz flute. Ooh, yeah. We have to get Aqualung. Alright, we better get going on oh, yeah. this. People are gonna think this is not a walleye podcast. My name is Dan Ryan. I'm Will Newer. We are fishing guides in northern Minnesota, and every week we do a walleye podcast. Um, usually not this late at night, though. It is. That's why you did it. It's late. It is late. Wow. It's like 10 o'clock on a Wednesday. Um, but we, this is when we were able to do it. Yeah, we, we squeezed it in. Um, this week's episode, um, we'll cover what happened a week in review for both of us. A little bit about daytime walleye fishing. Um, it came from a listener question. Yep. We got we got a couple of listener questions. Yep. Another one about we'll do a fall preview. A guy was asking for a fall preview and we'll break it down into little chunks. Then we want to talk about uh we we want to do an in-depth look of of what you want in a guide. Um and like the guidelines that you should take to hiring a guide. Right. How to use a guide correctly. Right. You can find them all sorts of different ways, but then when you're talking with them um, how to use use the guide correctly for what you want to do. Um, Will's up for a what if. Preview. And then we're getting out of here. Hopefully before midnight. Too late. Yeah. We'll uh, see. There's a lot to talk about. This is a good this is gonna be a good week. Yep. Well, let's uh let's let's get to it. Let's hear something from Porta Doctor. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com. Dan, I've already heard the story, but I need to hear about your week, Dude. buddy. I need to hear about it. All right. Fishing has been okay. Um, that's all right. Well, um, it's been, yeah, fishing's picking up a little bit. Haven't had a great walleye day this week. Had a couple couple days that I pitched as multi-species, starting with walleyes and then moving on to something else. And they worked out about how I expected them to, you know, catching a few walleyes early on. And I do think that early is very, very mm-hmm. important right now. I My last trip, I felt like the day was okay, but we got started at 8.30 because of uh, that. that's what time they wanted to start. I had to talk them into 8.30, caught a couple fish right away in the morning. And then and it was I, done. And then it was done. And we were on a bunch of them. I was like, yeah, I think they probably ate real well between 7 and 8. Um, and they'll probably eat later on. But not, not a calm, clear day on, right. on these little Longville lakes. Too too much water clarity. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Overall, good, good week. Um, nothing really to chat about except what happened like two hours ago. Yeah, what I happened learned, two hours ago? I learned again. a very important lesson two this is, hours ago. Yeah, this is a this is a real heartbreaker. Grab your tissues, God. folks. It starts it starts mm. like three years ago when I borrowed your musky net. Yep. Borrowed Will's net musky net. 
had to cut a tiny little hole. Tiny little hole in Will's musky net. Last year, that tiny little hole, a walleye swam through it. While you were musky fishing. While I was musky fishing. And that was a heartbreaker because we'd had a slow day musky fishing. It was like a 19-inch walleye. It was going to be dinner for the guy and his wife. Swam through this tiny little hole. Couldn't believe it. Then I thought, okay, just always have a walleye net with two, right? Musky fishing with my favorite farmer, Bob, tonight. And uh, his grandson had a good follow early on in the trip. <laughs> Super funny. Didn't know what to do. Wasn't sure he wanted to catch the fish after he saw it. He was, like, pretty scared of the fish. <laughs> and then my buddy Bob catches a monster. And caught it way out from the boat. Like, or hooked it way out from the boat. Plenty of time to prep. Uh, it was pretty windy. You're, like, somewhat windy on Leech's Had a good, had a good, you were able to move pretty easy. Yeah, moved pretty easy. But I couldn't see the fish. Like, I saw the tail one time. Couldn't see the fish coming up until it was like right at the boat and I couldn't get the, the net in front of its nose when it was there. So I was like, God, I'm going to screw the net job up after we did a whole deal on net and fish. And the fish like did a 90 degree turn, got the net in front of it and got it in. We're just like pumped. We got a huge muskie. I have Bob hold the net while I go to get the tools to unhook it. I turn around to grab my pliers, and he goes, it's going through the net. And I turn around, and that muskie has its nose in this tiny little 4-inch hole, and he's making it into a 12-inch hole, and then he's swimming through it. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm just, it was okay. Bob was great with it. You know, like, we were thinking, like, in the 80s, you don't have a picture, you don't have a camera with you anyway. You catch them, you let them go. That's what we did. We caught a monster muskie, and we let it go. <laughs> These days, for both my business sake and Bob's like bragging sake, it's nice to have a picture of mm-hmm. a big muskie when you're fishing with your grandson on a beautiful July night. So, uh, little holes are not okay in big nets. <laughs> oh, damn. All these things, it's, it starts off with me doing something kind of dumb, and me not like immediately correcting the kind of dumb thing, <laughs> like, and then they it comes back to bite me. Goes full circle. Yeah. <sighs> oh, Dan. Oh. Anyway, we caught a we caught a monster. I we're we're disagreeing on the size. What's actually interesting is I'm I think it was like forty eight to fifty. Bob was saying mid forties. Super thick fish for sure. Like we agreed on that. He thought mid forties. It was a monster. Oh, Dan. I know. Oh, that's How about just, you? Uh, had a, okay, a couple of okay days. Um, I, agree, I totally agree on the, on the earlier is better. Definitely yeah. catch the bulkier walleyes right away. Right. Um, especially in the morning trips. Um, it's not like it was a month ago. Like a month ago, I thought I was still going to catch walleye at 11 o'clock in the morning. Sure, sure. But we're far removed. Well removed from that, but um, had a fun day yesterday. Had the Yulin camps come back. Um, they're some of my best customers, and we took them out to you know pretty pretty reliable lake, and we ended up getting like five, and we caught four smallmouth. Yeah. And a couple big ones. A couple right? big ones. <laughs> <laughs> that, like I didn't know that they were that big in that lake, but I'm pleasantly surprised. And then we went on a 
Dude, I, we mashed on big bluegills today. Like, we threw back, like, ten bluegills that were too big. Sure. And if I was into just massacring fish, I'd have had the best stringer <laughs> of panfish I think I ever would have had. Because we threw back, like, four or five crappies, too, that were over, you know, over 13 inches. Sure, yeah. And it was like, wow, okay. Like, this is pretty great. And then, <laughs> at the end of my trip today, I had, like, 11.59. Uh, one of the boys set the hook on a bluegill that was maybe five inches long and broke my rod. <laughs> so it, it's, it was great. Those, those guys are always a good time. Yeah. I would say, like, that's the good thing about once you... Folks who have a guide they use regularly, like, then the guide, this sort of is a preview for what we're going to talk about later. You, it's really It's really easy and fun to, like, scheme for the people you know, like, what do they want? I know exactly what they want. Right. Oh, we should go to this lake. Oh, we should do this. Exactly. And I think you're able to do that really well with that crew. Oh, yeah. And I'm not afraid to bring them. So they're not afraid to travel. That's the big thing. Right. Like they're not afraid to leave their home body water. For In fact, they prefer to leave their home body water, which is fine by me. Mm-hmm. And then I get to take them on these little adventures. They yeah. get to see a new body water like this weekend. I mean, I've had those guys probably 20 times now. Right. And I brought them to two new lakes this week. Sure. Lake they haven't ever fished. Right. Right. Which and that good. would maybe be like the best definition of a guide. Is right. like we're going on an adventure. We're right. going to catch some fish and we're going on an adventure together. Right. Um, yeah. I did feel pretty bad though. So one of the boys caught a, like a 19 inch smallmouth. And uh, I got in the net. I took it off. And instead of being like, hey, you guys want to take a picture of this? Like, instinctually, I took the hook out. I just threw it back. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, no. And then they were measuring like a 21-inch walleye. Flopped right out of the <laughs> Before they took out a picture. It just, was like, yeah. It might be us, like, in the, in the grind, you know? It was a great time. This, that's a fantastic crew. Yeah. Thank you, Ewing Camps. I think... Uh, well, we're supposed to do the preview later, but fishing a, the next week will be way better. Yeah, for sure. And the next week like, will be better. A hundred percent better every week from here until yeah. October. I'm starting to see signs of fish showing up on my my real good spots. Yeah, so that's right. that's great. That's great news. Should we oh, take a break? We got to take a break. This walleye tip of the week is presented by the One Stop in Longville. This tip of the week is aimed towards the future, okay? It is never too early to start stocking up on quarter-ounce jigs. And let me tell you what, the One Stop has got one of the best selections of jigs out there. We've got them in bulk, we've got them packaged. It is truly a spectacle. Maybe the sixth wonder of the world, okay? So let's check it out. Get yourself some jigs. Get ready for the fall bite. All right, we, okay, let's see. Uh, uh, no, oh, I'm sorry. Let's, you, go you go. No, oh, I, I think you should go. No, I think. I, maybe. I didn't mean I mean, to well, I'll you. stop and you, you talk. Were... Well, you stop. Dang it, Will Newer, just <laughs> let me go. <laughs> <laughs> we had a listener question uh, related to uh, specifically daytime walls. Where's this guy from? I don't know. On Ontario. Uh, no. Oh. 
Yes. Is it? Yes. This is the This is the Ontario fellow. Okay. All the way from Canada. Eh? Wants to catch him in the day. Just, you know, is too busy drinking his maple syrup in the morning. <laughs> Just taking shots. <laughs> uh I I think I only have like one I'm going to go back to um some simple stuff that we talk about a lot in the spring and the fall when thinking about daytime walleyes and like distance from the boat is is what I'm thinking about especially with our weed edge fish mm-hmm. and 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 there are there are some shallow sand fish still this time of year and I you really have to be mindful of of you cannot spook them the boat. right and I think the older I get or the longer I do this the more I think they can just see me from forever away. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm in like 22 feet of water and I'm like, God, I wonder if I should downsize my Lindy rig weights and get, get our baits further away. And I, I think there's something to it. I'm not, I don't, it's hard to imagine that they push off when you're that far away from them. But really, if you think about it, 22 cast, feet. It casts quite a shit. Your boat, especially in that deep water, casts quite a shadow. Right. And 22 feet is not that far. Right. Uh, Especially if you're looking at water clarity of 10 to 12 feet. Right. So uh, that would be one one big tip that I would offer is try to do something to to get your baits away from the, and the that, boat. That can mean a couple of things too, not to cut you off, but like pulling crankbaits and stuff that you get way out away from the boat is a good option too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're going to be finicky. They're going to be a pain in the butt. I, I think we've talked about this before, but... When when the conditions are stacked against you, so whether it be the time of year, the daily conditions, weather conditions, the lake, water clarity, all that stuff, then you, all of the, not all of the little details matter, but a lot of the little details matter. You make everybody count. Right, right. So if you've got, if you think a six foot lead is what you need on your rigs, and maybe you're going with a four foot lead because you've cut cut one down a couple times or mm-hmm. something. Like I, I catch myself doing that. Like this is not the time of year when things are tough. It's not the time to skimp out. To skimp out. Yep. One little tip that I'll give about that Lindy rigging business. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've learned I'm this excited the hard about way. This. Okay. If you've got if your leader turns into a piled mess. Don't take the time to neatly unwrap it, okay? Because mm. it will always want to go back to that knotted ball mess. of disaster, okay? <laughs> Cut those suckers off and put a new one on. It'll take you less time. It does. And you'll be way better off yep. for it for six feet of line. Yeah. That's not a tangled, nope. jumbled mess. The, the thing is, is people, they, they don't like to tie knots. And, yeah. And it... And, we get away from that a little bit, I think, because we tie so many knots. But I catch myself like, oh, I could probably just... No, no. Nope. Just tie some more knots. Tie more knots. Yep. It is way more efficient, and I've gotten I've gotten way better at it, especially this year. Like, I made it a goal to, you know, get better at pulling things this year. I said it right away in the spring. Yep. And I've gotten a lot better at it. And part of that... Is because I'm not doing dumb stuff, like untangling garbage. Yeah. Just make a new one. Yeah, I I really think the good the best indicator is if you're if you're doing something to avoid tying two knots, 
you're doing something wrong. You should yeah. tie two knots and and yeah and start start fresh. Yes. Yep. I agree, I agree. with that. That was my big tip for that okay. particular deal. Any other daytime walleye stuff? I would drive around like if you are dead set about not being in the cabbage, which is where I think I still would be if I was gonna fish from noon to four o'clock. I'd be in the cabbage. But if you don't want to be in the cabbage, like I got a buddy, my buddy Eric, he hates being in the cabbage. Mm -hmm. He will go drive around for hours looking for a pot of fish out deep. And if you are dead set on not fishing in the shallow weeds, go out to those deeper humps and just drive your butt off. Yeah. And jiggrap them. Sure. Yeah. I think that driving is the key. So I've been asked numerous times about people's electronics and whether or not they work because they like they're like I oh, just don't see fish on it. A lot of the water doesn't have any fish in it, right? Like none. So it's not your graph ninety percent of the time yeah. these days. Like if you have a graph within the last five years from Lawrence or Hummingbird for sure. Yeah, you're e- even gonna... even some of the like they're they're smaller, cheaper models. They're going to tell you if there's fish down Coming there. Coming out of the box, they're ready to see a few fish. Right. So, just keep driving. Just drive, buddy. Yep. The well, One other tip about that, for if you're cruising, is try to figure out how fast you can look. Because I can, I can now look, not always for fish, but for ca- bottom content changes and brake lines. I, I found a new spot on one of my favorite lakes driving 20 miles an hour. Really? Yeah. Just from a bottom change? From a bottom change. Wow. And and I didn't see any... Uh, I have seen fish, no problem, going 15 miles an hour. And not even... I don't know that they're fish, but I see life. I see something besides a hard bottom. You're like, ooh. Yep. And then you go back over it. So trying to figure out ways to And when you're... like, So let's say you're driving a structure. Like, okay, you, you turn around. How fast are you going to drive around and look? Are you looking at like three miles an hour, five miles an hour? Five miles an hour, I think you can do. That's it, pretty much what I, three to five. Yeah. If if I really am thinking like, oh, this might be it, I'm going to go slow. Right. I'm going to go slow and do circles and try to cover as much of it as I can. Once again, both of us do not profess to be great with side imaging for finding fish. And I think there are, and maybe it's our, our particular graphs, there are guys who live and die by yeah. it. So I'll I'm go, looking at my 2D driving that fast, and I'll right. drive like you know in circles a bunch. One thing I will say is your side image was pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. Like last week. Yeah. We went musky fishing, and Dan saw two muskies on side image. Yep. Very clearly, muskies. Like you could see the tail. Right. And you could tell that they were they were muskies. Fishes. Big fishes. What? Yeah. What? In like five feet of water. Yeah. The imaging's crazy. I'm that excited is crazy. To, be, to be better at it. Next boat. Next boat. Graph. Yep. That covers a daytime, yeah? I think so. I hope I hope that was good enough. I they're gonna be tough. Like that's the that's yeah. the main thing. You have to have low expectations right now. Right. Like my idea of like the progressions of the year, like May, you're always hoping for like fifty. Mm-hmm. June you're always hoping for like twenty five. July, you're hoping for like five. <laughs> yeah. August, you're hoping for 10. September, 15. October, you're back to 50. Sure. That's the way I roll. So we're getting to the time of year where you're like, okay, let's try and get 10 of them. Right. So it doesn't always happen. So. 
All right, I want to take a break. I know you don't want to. Yeah, but I, I, I do. I want right. to take a break. We're yeah. taking one. I'm going to fight you. Hey, guys. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. We are just about to big minnow season in Longville, Minnesota. Uh, Full Stringer has a great selection of red tails in a couple different sizes. They've got small red tails, which are a great fill-in for rainbows. They've got regular red tails, and they've got large red tails. Stop in and pick up some reds. What's next, Super Chief? We're doing a fall preview. Okay, this is per request. Yep, another listener question talking about fall fishing uh, on a particular lake. My answers will be somewhat for that lake, but it relates to a lot of them. Right. And um, we've discussed, like, we can't do... We can't do, like, hey, this here's what you do in the fall. Right. Can't do that. So we're going to start with what what I would say is, like, late summer, um, middle of middle of August, hopefully first week in August through first week in September. That would be ideal. Yeah. You'd maybe shift it forward a week or two. Um, what are you going to do for that? A lot of crawlers. A lot of night crawlers. And looking at... You know, I'm still fishing humps at that time. I'm fishing, like, humps that top out at 16, 18 feet um, on a lot of these lakes. And then I'm, you know, that time of year, I still, I mean, it is kind of a fall pattern because they're chowing, but they're not really fall fish yet. You can't 100% call them fall fish because they're not eating, they'll start eating big minnows, but I'm I'm still doing a lot of night crawlers. Yeah. Just because you you got to cover ground, it seems like, because they're more scattered, especially in the beginning. Once you get more to the end of it, you'll run into bigger pods of fish. But, um, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Easily marked fish, though. Fish that grab sure. pretty pretty well. They're like these, yeah, the fish that you're going to see are active. Um, the hard part is just getting them, to, getting them to trigger. Right. I think uh, that... That time of year can be really satisfying. We mentioned that a lot, like last week or the week before, how you, you do earn the good days, but there are great days to be had. For sure. Time of day matters a fair amount. Conditions matter fa- a fair amount. I'm rigging crawlers or big minnows, right. and I really look forward to the big minnow bite, partially because you have, you have to have them, right? And it costs you quite a bit of money right. to have them, so you want them to work. Right. There are days in July where you buy them, and and you regret it. Yeah, they just sit in the lot in the in right. the angle. You try, you try a couple of them, and you're like, "All right, what this is not What the heck am I doing? This is not the thing." And then you're gonna baby them for a day or two. Maybe try to get one more trip out of them, and all right, they not don't work chance. again. All right, it's a lot of money down the right. down the drain. But they're also just super fun to fish. They're Have super... we ever done a thing on on rigging big minnows? Like a podcast? Yeah, have we ever talked about it? I think we talk about it like every day in this time of year. <laughs> All Dude, right. they are so... But like specifically how to do it, right? Probably not. Maybe we'll cover that next week. It's okay. a little late at night. Right. Yeah, fair enough. So that's that's the last part of August and into September. Mm-hmm. Then then what happens? What do you what do you do for that first so, part of September? Um. Well... 
or or after this period where right you're... so your water temperature is dropping to like the mid 60s low 60s at this point right that's what we're looking at or are we still from like mid 70s or like low high 60s high, uh, probably high 60s is next right okay well i start checking like at that point i definitely start checking my shoreline points i see like you're gonna see a big migration to shoreline structures now they're not gonna be like stacked potentially but they'll they'll still be like fall like that's like the real fall fish man yeah like but they'll still be eating crawlers and stuff like you're not gonna get like that true sweet jig bite that you get next next after this yeah. But you, so you're dealing with fall fish with summer tactics, right? And that's and that can be tricky. It can be super that, tricky. That Cast Lake MWC or the Leech Lake MWC is smack dab twenty fifth. Oh, it is the twenty fifth. Something like that. I thought it was like the fifteenth, sixteenth. No, that's the Big Muskie tournament. It's the week after the Big Muskie tournament. Okay. So it'll be like the twenty third. Okay, then it'll be good. I bet. It's gonna still be tough, man. Could, the West Side could, boys will. Especially if we got a like, if it's a warm summer or a warm fall, those West Side boys will have it made. But that East Side's not going to be rocking by then. Yeah, it, it depends a lot on how the fall falls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree though. And, and those those shallower fish can be tricky with with the creature baits and trying to figure out because you, you also can't graph them all that well right if they're on the rocks it's hard to graph them you have to just trust they're gonna be there yeah yep and then after that we're going to like there'll be a defining shit like day where they're these are fall walleyes now oh. and this is what we're gonna do from we now hit on. we hit the defining day last yeah. year yeah we oh, did for sure God, is that fun it was so much <laughs> fun we're in like eight feet of water yeah and we went out there thinking like this. Well, it was a great fishy day. It was windy. Windy. It was some drizzles. Drizzles. It overcast. Was cool. And yeah, and cool. And and we went out there like obviously optimistic, but it could have been a bust. Right. Like the spots we were gonna check were the fall spots. Yeah. It was either gonna be that or we were gonna go home and be like, not yet. Dan smacked a twenty-seven. Yeah. That was sick. I was so I was in a fired up. I was I was really thinking we were gonna get like fifty. Yeah. We got like fifteen. It was yeah. still pretty great though. Yeah. Big fat leech lake walleyes. Yep. Oh. <laughs> and then just what do you do in the fall? It's it's wind, wind driven. Wind. That is your wind. Wind. Yeah. Yep. I I don't always check the the weather these days. I mean I check it most every day, but it matters a lot less a little bit less this time of year and it, once the fall's here you got to be in the wind you got to plan your whole day around the wind mm-hmm. like be if you're gonna hire us in the fall like it's pretty possible there's two like we can either make a long boat ride or we change accesses yeah because we gotta you want to be close because when the west winds blow she's never real weak <laughs> you know? oh, there's been some rough days out there but luckily the boat rides are short um he also had another question uh about fishing in the oh mornings. the flats oh flats in the morning yeah um you're the flat guy dude i like flats um the thing about flats so another question was how to fish flats you know like the 12 foot and less um and for me what i look for uh is bottom content before I even start fishing, I like for kind of look at bottom content, and 
I make sure the wind's blowing in there. You want the wind to be blowing in there. Um, and I look for subtle changes in that sand. You want to look for like a, like if it's just a huge flat, like Leech Lake's got a big, a couple of big flats where it's like, like I call them the islands, some people call them the sisters. It was a prime example of a flat that holds fish. It's a giant sand flat. I mean, it is giant. And you can fish a half mile in 12 feet, a half mile in 10 feet, a half mile in, you know, eight feet. Yeah. You can, it's just huge. Mm-hmm. And um, what I look for are really subtle changes in that bottom, which is either maybe a rise or you're looking for a carrot grass edge and looking for pockets and stuff. So it, it takes a lot of homework to get good at flats. But once you, once you figure out that there's fish in there, like if there is fish in there, which there's generally fish in there. You're pretty well got it made for a little while because they don't tend to leave those spots. You know, once they find an area in that flat, they don't just up and leave a lot of times. A lot of times you'll get them for three, four days, and then they'll move. Sure. Um, then you have to go back hunting. But um, it's it, that the big key to flats fishing is just time on the water, I think, and then do, being able to do your homework effectively. But I think that would be an itch, a situation where Simonich would just do all your homework for you. Yeah, yeah. I think also like if you're a two D guy, one fish, one fish marked or one fish caught means a lot. Yep, everything. And there's the outliers where it is just a loner out there, but usually there's going to be a bunch of them around. I don't spend a lot of time driving flats or breaks. You just fish it. Yep. Yep. And then, yeah, pay attention to, like, your, if you get one, pay attention to your speed and, and your depth. Right. Um, but they don't know, they don't know that they're in eight feet compared to nine they feet. They know they're comfortable. Right. Yeah. And there's food around. Right. That's what you're really looking for. Wind is a key factor. And if you don't have it, if you don't have wind, if you caught on the day before in the wind, those fish didn't necessarily leave. But what you'll have to do is downsize your jig, and I'll put my trolling motor at like a mile an hour, and I burn through them, and yeah. I'll let out just a pile of line. And sure. that's probably, honestly, if I'm the best at anything, I'm the best at burning jigs over flats. <laughs> like, that is my game. Like, I, I, I cannot tell a lie. Yeah. <sighs> All right. That's it for listener questions. Uh, last, like, s- substantive topic okay is how to how to hire and use a guide correctly great so dan how do you hire and use a guide correctly? <laughs> it was my topic mm-hmm. all right so i think if you're gonna use a guide shop around you know look at i'm not i'm trying not to be biased because obviously i want you to use me but look look around for however wh- whoever you're interested in and then you're going to have a phone conversation with the guy or email back and forth, whatever it is. And then you should try to figure out, like, what are your goals for this guide trip? Is it just a fun day on the water? Is it walleye or a die? Is it learn something about the lake that you live on? What is it exactly that you're trying to accomplish? So figure that out. Talk with the guide about that. And then inside of your goal, give the guide as much leeway as possible as much flexibility as possible so if you're not stuck on a lake be upfront about that i want to go to whichever lake you think we should go. i want to go catch fish right and then walleye or die that's fine yep 
consider your time of year, ask the, go- the, the guy maybe some questions about what are some realistic goals for this time of year, you know, what do you think we're going to be able to do? And then if it's not walleye or die, like you're just trying to put together a fish fry. So that's right. another type of trip. Give the guide as much flexibility for that as possible. Uh, keep and in it's mind. a lot to like. It's a lot more realistic to go with the fish. Like I want a fish fry on the lake of your choosing. Yes. Yes. During the time of your choosing. Of yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then the guide that that's where the flexibility comes in. So it's not species specific. Now it's this particular lake you really want to fish your lake that's totally understandable but the fish fry part you give the guide some leeway on how how he's gonna do that right yeah i think that's important and then if you're you should be asking a bunch of questions if you're if you're a person listening to this podcast you you get four like regardless of how the day of fishing works out you get four or eight hours with with a guide like, ask him some questions. Get try your to, money's worth. Yeah, try to learn something from the experience. Right. Um, and if your guide's not trying to, like, answer those questions the best he can, hire a new guide. Right. Yeah, it all depends. You know, there's all kinds of kinds out there. There's plenty of um, folks who are just... And often I have to play that role just based on the customers. Like, they're not interested in asking me questions. I'm just driving the boat and taking them from spot to spot. That's fine. But the people who are most satisfied with, with my service usually are the ones asking me a lot of questions, trying to learn as much as possible. Because right. that's probably, if I do anything well, it's it's teach, helping people learn about right. a lake or a species or a tactic or something like that. It's the teacher in you. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. If you're, in, if you're into using guides, which I think I'll, I would be if I was anywhere besides here... Um, what are you really looking for out of the experience? Right. Um, yeah. So when I've went and traveled and, and hired guides, the biggest thing I've looked for is just the experience itself. Like, sure. I want to see it at its best. I want to see what what the area I'm being able to fish has. I, I want the best experience. I went down to New Orleans last year, and we went back in the bayou. And it was some of, like, the most awesome fishing ever and we didn't catch that many fish sure but it was a great experience we were seeing fish all over the place we were deep in the drilla boy (laughs) it was it was sweet it was really sweet so think about the experience as well like don't just take it for what the what's in the live well at the end of the day yeah take it for the experience yeah you know i had it (laughs) had a trip uh, it was a, it was a, it was a meat hunt. I mean, that's that's what it was. They they were they wanted they wanted a lot of fish, and they were they had fifteen people to feed, so they it was they were gonna use it. Right. But we were catching fish, catching fish, and like I had to sort through you know little pike and stuff. And every time I threw a smaller pike back, the guy was a little like, "Gosh, I we gotta eat that." And I said to him like, "God, I think if you book me next year, we should just go to a fish market." You know, me and you, we meet up at a fish market. You tell me what you want. I'll buy it for you, and then you pay me my guide fee. Because, come on, folks. I mean, right. obviously, it feels great to catch fish locally and eat the stuff you catch. Um, that's a great perk. It is not completely necessary. You can go buy walleye. You can go right. buy fish 
in, at the grocery store, <laughs> even at Tobacco's, you can buy right in long. I don't know, hamburger doesn't fish. sound all bad. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Funny stuff. One more break? Yeah, we gotta do what F2, so. Oh boy. Hi guys, so if you are new to the Longville area and you are looking to figure out your lake that you just moved on to, go ahead and do yourself a huge favor. Hire Dan Ryan for a consultation. He doesn't suck that bad. Catches a few walleyes here and there. It'd be well worth your time and money. Just just do yourself a favor and do it. Okay, that's it. Okay, Wilbur. Okay, Dan. Do you know your fiancé refers to you as Wilma? I am aware. <laughs> I am I am well aware. Uh, Will's getting married in like nine days. Ten days. Ten days. Ten days. I don't know how that relates, but I called you Wilbur. I'll, I'll stick with that one. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it is September 10th. Ooh, okay. Leech Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a pretty normal fall. Water temps are right at 70. You're getting a little lucky with the with the weather. You got a southwest wind uh, at 8 to 12. Okay. You've got some cloud cover. And the high for the day is 72 degrees. Ooh. Kind of warm. That's okay, though. Yep. I'll take that. And it's cloudy still? Cloudy. Ooh. Southwest wind, I like 72 cloudy and warm. degrees. Yeah. Cloudy and warm is fun. Southwest. Leech Lake. Leech Lake. You don't need to give your spots up. Morning or afternoon? Um, morning. Okay. So I'm going to go launch. I'm going to launch a point view access. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go check the rocks. I'm going to check every rock spot I got. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to start out with. So I got like, what? Three people in the boat all together. Yeah. Me plus two. Yep. And they're good sticks too. Okay. So I'm going to have one person run a rig and a crawler. One person run a rig and a minnow, and I'm jigging a fat ass. <laughs> I'm jigging it, and I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose to jig a smaller minnow because these fish are gonna be eating little perch, young of the year perch. They're gonna be just gorging on them, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> so this might be a bust of a bust of a trip. So I'm gonna start out doing that. Okay, I'm gonna check like the three rock spots that are close to that access, and then. You know, I think we pick up two doing that. Two nice keepers doing that, which is doesn't sound great, but you know, it's kind of surprising. Like it's a taste of what's to come. Then I'm gonna go out. You know, I'm fishing. How I'm fishing these rocks? I'm fishing them from like the deeper edge of the break line in. Okay, and I'm fishing them into like four or five feet of water. But I'm, most of my both my fish came out deep on the south, the southern rock. Sure, like kind of where you think they would be. Yeah. So when I'm gonna do that is I'm going to go out, and I'm thinking what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out into that no man's land, and I'm going to start driving a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just out in that, like, mm-hmm. that 14, 15 yep. feet. Yep. I'm going to see if I can see anything. And I might take a half hour doing that. And I think I find him. Okay? Yep. And then I'm going to go back to a rigging. I'm going to go back to rigging. And I think this is going to be a rigging big minnow kind of a thing. Sure. So I happen to have sucker minnows with. Ooh. I'm going sucker minnows. And they're only, like four or five inches sure and we're gonna catch four more doing that and we're gonna have three keepers and three big ones 
and they're going to be happy because I worked my butt off. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how it's going to go. And I'm happy about it. And they should be happy about it. We catch like five or six pike. Ooh, yeah. And they're going to be happy about that. Maybe we see a muskie. Sure. Maybe. But I think that no man's land is going to kind of be the same grace, especially in early September. Yeah. Just got to find them out there. Just got to find It's just driving. Got to drive. Right. You find a pot of fish, go back on them. I like it. But I think it's going to work because I think those fish are going to be moving on there, especially that southwest wind. Yeah. I think they're going to be, and they're not going to be far from the actual structure. Like the, I might be a hundred yards off of the structure. Sure. In that no man's land. Sure. Because there's scattered boulders out there. Too. Oh yeah. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's where you're going to find them. All right. Good one. What are you doing this week? Uh, Weekend preview. I am, I've got a trip on woman tomorrow. Gonna try and catch crappies right away, and then we're gonna go try and fish some walleyes in the evening. And then I've got a couple of fish catching trips, and then one more walleye. No, I got, yeah, I got one walleye and a die trip. So it should be a fun fish catching week, and not gonna be all bad. What do you got going on? Pan fishing a fair amount. I think pan fishing is, is great right now. That's what I'd tell folks, is pan fishing is pretty good. And our, you've mentioned this. These are good lakes for panfish. So you're keeping, you're keeping solid keepers, and you're getting some fish that your guide is going to ask you to throw back. Right, and um, expect that. Yeah, and um, I think walleye fishing is going to be pretty good next week. Uh, weather looks pretty stable in the next couple of days. Um, yeah, things are looking up. I, yeah, I, I feel like we were super vague and didn't have anything real important to say in that week in preview, but. Life is getting better by the day. Right. Every day you're thinking you're going to catch more and more. Right. I can't fish next Saturday, though. I can't either. Why not? I'm busy. I, I'm also busy. I got my... Got, I'm tied up. You're tied up. I'm tied up. You're getting I'm tied, tied up. I'm tying the knot. Yep. Tying the knot. Will Newer is getting married, and I'm losing five bucks. It's going to be a good time, though. It's going to be good. So we'll have to squeak in a walleye talk next week. Oh my gosh. You think we can do it? Yeah, we'll do it earlier in the week, hopefully. Okay. And then we can release it on Thursday or Friday. Okay. So it might be short. It may not be so sweet, but we'll get it done. <laughs> um, that's it. I Thanks a lot for the listener questions. They're great. They're Keep them coming. Um, as always, I do think we're maybe getting to a point now where we're not always going to be ans- answering them the next week. If that happens, we'll get to them. Please don't be offended if we don't answer them the next week, but, uh, we'll kind of bank a few and we'll make sure to get to them. So thanks again. Yeah. This is Lolly Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. See you next time. <laughs>